Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about episode 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 14. It is the Lollapurusa lip sync smackdown shenanigans, whatever you want to call it. We finally get a queen eliminated because uh, it's just chocolate. Jasmine Kennedy is sent away what took three weeks of her being in the bottom, essentially, to finally go home. But we are here to talk about everything, all of the lip syncs, the choices, and the luck that was involved here. But first, let me welcome in our wonderful panel who is here to break everything down with me. First, Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? I'm good. Uh, A bunch of people were convinced that this episode would also result in no one going home. And I had my phone pulled out at the bar this weekend just to be able to capture that moment. Sadly, but also gladly, that moment did not come to be. So uh, I just have a recording of most people just being like, oh, yeah, Jasmine's out of here, which I, is not as exciting. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. There was part of me that hates myself that wanted this to be a non-elimination just so I could complain about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just I for think, the absurdity of it all. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I right. not relate to that. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, let me welcome in Beth Dixon. <laughs> Beth, tell us your opinion on that. Yeah, I, no, I wanted someone gone. I, I wanted a double elimination. I wanted triple. to say, you know what? Half of you are going to be gone at the end of this episode. Oh my goodness. No, no, but I'm, I'm happy we did get one elimination. I do think it was the right queen who went home in terms of who needed to go home at this point in the competition. But I can't wait to break down these lip syncs because this felt like some riggery here and there. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we'll definitely talk about each individual lip sync. But first, I want to get the panel's thoughts on just overall, general, the format. Like, Aman, a uh, one out of ten. Yeah, one to ten. One out of ten. One <laughs> to ten. I know how. I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, Liana's one- <laughs> really panning it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, scale of one to ten. What would you give this episode? Um. I feel like I probably had a little well, hmm, okay, hold on. Yeah, take your time. Think about it. Beth, I'm going to ask this question to you as well cuz I I will say it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. So, I don't know yeah. if it was like a low expectations thing going into it that I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, 
I'm going to tell you exactly why it wasn't as low of an expectation. It has nothing to do with the format, has nothing to do with the queens or the commentary or anything. It has 100% everything to do with, who went with the cinematography oh. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the camera angles? Are we kidding? If they don't win Emmy for this episode in particular for <laughs> cinematography, everything is lost. I'm I'm going to guess it was Sarge behind this, the camera. Sarge, you killed it. Wintergreen. Yeah. You knew the angles. You knew exactly what to get. There's that one shot um, of Lady Camden and, and Bosco that is just so beautiful. The people keep using it over and over and over. I swear to God, I mm-hmm. honestly think that the lip syncs were so good because the camera work was incredible. Okay. So because of that, I'm going to give the, this episode a 7 out of 10. Okay, like technical movie TV nerd mm-hmm, coming in with the mm-hmm, cinematography, not something mm-hmm. I would have thought of. All right, well, Amon, you've had a chance to think about it. What would you what would you say? Um I think I'll go ahead and give it probably a little bit less, maybe like a six, six point five-ish out of ten. Um definitely it was it was fun. I had a, I had a great time. The thing that and I guess it really isn't the episodes problem as much as it is it was just like a viewing and network experience problem just so many damn commercials it was commercial after commercial after commercial it kept taking me out of it i was like come on let's yeah. just get to it yeah. it's just lip syncs you all know what's gonna happen just show us the lip sync so that was sort of annoying um however i did enjoy all of the uh all of the song choices mm-hmm. um i did not think that i would hear I mean, we are discovering more and more as more time that passes after Luther Vandross's passing, just how much of a queen he really was uh-huh. um, in the best way possible. So, you know, of course, have some representation here in the music, but I still just did not expect to hear that particular song of all Luther Vandross songs <laughs> on Drag Race. I, mean, just, I just felt like I was at a, uh, at a cookout or at like one of my family reunions. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, 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 um, the song choices were great. Some of the lip syncs, I mean, I feel like they weren't memorable, but that's sort of the problem when you cram a bunch of lip syncs into one episode. They all sort of like blend together at one Mm -hmm. point. There were a few standout moments, um, but I do think that this episode was really just much to do about nothing just to send Jasmine home when she Mm -hmm. was at home before. So that's kind of where the marks come from, the marks against it come from. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think I probably fall in the five, six range. Ultimately, I think because to me, there were a lot of positives, but there were also a lot of negatives. The the way that I was thinking, maybe this time they won't cut to commercial each time. Yeah, yeah. You sweet summer child. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was so optimistic at times. And, and I do think there were moments. I think Lady Camden uh, in the Bosco, her versus Bosco lip sync. Oh, my God. To see the versatility from her. I was like, okay. I am renewed in my fandom of Lady Camden. So definitely there were those moments that I think made it, you know, were memorable. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, there have been episodes, regular episodes of the show that have been worse. And there have been regular episodes of the show that have been better. So for me, that's what sort of places it in the middle there. And, um, and, you know, I think, you know, part of it also was that, the diversity of the song choices was not what I expected. I was very yeah. happy that it was not five RuPaul songs. So could cool. you imagine? Yeah. 
Peanut that butter, sissy yeah. that walk. That was what that was all star sport, right? When he did all of that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with low expectations. Like I was 100 percent because it was the Lollapalooza SmackDown, which I know everything is real, right? That's the whole point. But like in my mind, that's what I thought was gonna happen. So to have it was what? Yeah, Luther Mandross, like you mentioned, Aretha Franklin, uh, in Vogue, Beyonce, and J Lo, and then Diana mm-hmm. Ross. I was like, okay, I can mm-hmm. get behind this eclectic but you know, fabulous list of songs. Choices. So yeah, when Beyonce appears, I'm always just like, wow. <laughs> I want you to know, Aman. As soon as I saw that radio uh, was uh, was choice, I was like, oh, Aman is going to be flipping out in the best of ways. I, I just, I, I just, I just can't believe it. She has been so stingy with her catalog for so long, which you <laughs> know is completely her right. Protect mm-hmm. your craft, protect your artistry. But every time her stuff appears on something, I'm like, wow, she is. She's really getting very nice up in her in her uh, in her forties, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though. I just I sat back and I was like, "This lip sync better be it, or else I Amon's gonna have a fifteen minute soapbox." Yeah, you on can't Sunday be, where we're you cannot it. be having Beyonce on there and having it be some. <laughs> but you know, the word on the street, I won't I won't say it on the podcast because I don't want to spoil it. But the word on the street is that there's another one coming up from Beyonce. That's the mm-hmm. rumor on the street. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll put that on the back burner for now and get to it when we get to it. Let's talk about the structure quickly before we jump into the individual lip syncs. So the way that this worked is that we had seven queens. So it was so funny because in the um, the end of last week's episode, the queens were actually confused about how it was going to work. So I felt very seen, like we were also <laughs> confused because there were seven. Um, and so essentially we had for like we had three rounds I guess if you want to call it and so Mm -hmm. the queens were chosen initially by random so it Mm -hmm. was the balls and the hopper then that queen who was chosen got to pick her opponent but then her opponent got to pick the song choice so Beth what did you think about the way that this was structured I thought it made sense it actually follows a lot of what we're used to for the final four where somebody gets to choose you know they don't normally know the titles of the songs I mean they know what the choices likely will be a half the time normally it's like would you like box A or box B that kind of thing um, so I thought this made a lot of sense it's an, a format that seems similar but I also do think that you know with seven queens uh, it made the drag math a little easier to follow as well um, and then we did have that three person lip sync and the first round which made sense as well uh with two people um Mm -hmm. having to still stay which also drag mathematically made sense um so no i thought the structure was fine i thought it made a lot of sense um and before i think uh was it all stars that you tried to go as far as you could in the lips yeah the what we just had with silky uh, when mm-hmm. she was uh, lip syncing like from a week to week basis and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, that was like you wanted to stay into it. So it was kind of cool to see it the opposite way, which was no, you wanted to be safe and not have to lip sync anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that the it was a format that we're familiar with, but also uh, it was new at the same time. I thought mm-hmm. it worked out well. Mm-hmm. Do we often hear RuPaul refer to individual pit crew num- members by name? No, but I want it known. I want Calix. Yeah. That sounded like it was straight from the Hunger Games. Every single time, every single time, Calyx, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that like one of like?" I know. A, you know, I just felt like we were in the Capitol, and then everybody's like all dressed up like they would be in the Capitol. You know what I mean? It just, I felt, it felt very Hunger Games. This whole episode did. Definitely must be one of RuPaul's favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I could see why. Though. 
and didn't have shoes, of course. I don't know. Somehow that also fits with like the Hunger Games. You know, <laughs> poor Calyx, because from what I understand, the stage is like very cold. Like everything is really cold. So imagine just being in your underwear that entire time and not even having, you know, shoes on. I like imagine that he's got a robe and little slippies that he just like goes in when he doesn't have to pull the ball. Yeah. You know? So that's a that's a that's a statement right there. Pull the ball. <laughs> the queen the queens all have those pull robes backstage. Ball. So I imagine that, you know, the pit crew I'm sure have he them did. as well. But uh all right. So let's talk about this. Let's jump in to our first lip sync. So Jasmine is selected via ball from the hopper <laughs> in our from Callous. our Hunger Games tribute. Yeah. And Jasmine selects Daya and Daya selects the song Respect by Aretha Franklin, which I think if you are Daya going up against Jasmine Kennedy, the dancing queen, I think that Daya definitely made the right column on. Definitely. I mean you wanna you want to level it out as much as prop uh, as possible. Level out the playing field. Um and Definitely the right choice because Jasmine, I, and I thought that maybe Jasmine would have like caught on to what Daya was trying to go for here, but I think ultimately there was still a lot of like whirling and twirling. And like that's a mm-hmm. lot of energy for Aretha sis. Like Aretha does not do all of that. Um, so yeah, I think Daya definitely made the right decision. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I never thought about. Pounding my pussy into the floor with R E S P E C T, but but you know what? Um, I, I and I after seeing that, I realized why I haven't thought of that. So I, it was just so not the right tone. It felt a lot like Kenya Michaels, you know, versus mm-hmm. Latrice in that mm-hmm. situation uh, with Natural Woman. Um, I thought that Daya did a good job. I do think that she more than one because um, she was emoting. Mm-hmm. But it is funny when the queen, I have to imagine that the queens had to know what the choices of the song could be. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I'm sure that they're given the iPod with here's all the li- potential lip sync songs for the entire season. And then I'm sure that they chose out of all of those catalogs for this. Right. Cause it mm-hmm. would have been weird if they're like, hope you know the song hit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just, as I was sitting there and I was like, I, there's no way I could have done Luther Vandross, for example. Like, that's not something I would have <laughs> been able to, like, just know off the top of my head. But respect, I came out and I was like, okay, Daya's mm. got this. But the look yeah. was so off. <laughs> her, like, her, like, 2006 emo, uh, like, patched, like, yeah. moment. I was like, this is such a look for respect, but I'm here for it. So I don't know. I just, I thought that was fun. Yeah, Puya came into the room at that one point when when he saw her and was like, "Why is she dressed like a raw girl from?" <laughs> <laughs> like, look, can't explain that one. Yeah, I, I look. Uh, Jasmine is clearly a sort of one type of lip sync performer. That's what I've learned from her mm-hmm. four times in the bottom or three times mm-hmm. in the bottom plus this. It's like, and that's where I think. I have so much respect for Lady Camden, who is the one I think who displayed it the most clearly. Not that the other queens aren't, weren't capable of it right. and didn't change, but Lady Camden had two very different songs and was able to augment and change to meet the emotion and the mm-hmm. tone of and the nature of the song. And Jasmine was just like completely unable to do that. And yeah. so I thought that it was pretty obvious that she had lost here. Hey, that is not true. In the last lip sync song, she quote unquote went campy. 
<laughs> it looked exactly the same. It yeah. did. There was also like, who chooses yeah. Diana Ross to choose your camp moments? Campy. <laughs> yeah it's uh and I, I mean i said this before on the on the podcast i think after the second time that she was in the bottom i was like yeah. all right it's looking it's looking mighty much the same girl i'm not really sure how much you're gonna be able to save yourself with this like it's it's one thing to have like a lip syncer that is clearly great at all like it's a jack of all trades when it comes to lip syncing i would i, I would begrudgingly probably put uh, what's his what's his face? Uh, what is her name from season ten? Um, Cameron Michaels. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Michaels. Michaels. As much as she was in the bottom, she definitely brought something special to each lip sync, and I was like, oh my god, just send her home already! <laughs> but it, it, she made it so hard for RuPaul to want to do that. But with Jasmine, not. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. It's a, a lot of the pound in the pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, how many times are you gonna pound it, girl? It's a lot of like this, like flipping your hair back like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. No, no. And I, I feel like it Her was. Or Alyssa like, Edwards hair. Yeah. Like, and, like, and narratively speaking, it was so great too. Like, um, like, Diabetti was like demanding the respect from not only the judges, but like from Jasmine herself and like mm-hmm. stepping in front of her on stage, like, oh, uh-uh, no, you're gonna listen to me this time, girl. Like, that's right. So it, it just, I just think that it, it worked. It worked in her favor. It worked for the storyline. Mm-hmm. It worked in the lip sync. It's like, so mm-hmm. like if you got production and the lip sync on your side, it's like, I mean, it's, that's just the recipe for disasters. It's yeah. Like, you did the wrong, it was the wrong thing to do, Jasmine. You set yourself <laughs> up on that one. Yeah, right. Like that was an easy decision for the producers <laughs> there, I think. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so Diabetti wins. She goes to join Deja in the workroom, who Deja, just to note, of course, is safe from last week because she was the only one who did well in Snatch Game, apparently. Mm-hmm. So they are now in the workroom and they get to watch the rest of the lip syncs. So Willow is the next queen to be selected via ball pull. Ball draw? Yeah. Ball draw? I guess. Oh, whatever. Balls. 
And Willa's logic here to pick Bosco is that she wants a queen because now she knows. She knows that the opponent that she selects will be the one who's in charge of the song choice. Mm -hmm. So she thinks, okay, what queen is going to pick the song that I want to lip sync to, which I think is just so smart. So smart. I'm obsessed with Willow so hard. And this just really solidified that for me. So she goes with Bosco. Bosco does indeed select the song that she wants, which is the Luther, Luther Vandross song, Never Too Much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ultimately leads to to a Willow victory here, Beth. Yeah, it, honestly, we always on this podcast, specifically with All Stars, talk about how much we want the queens to play the game. I now want Willow to play Big Brother. Like, I would love to see Willow just like run circles around people when it comes to like outsmarting strategy and such. Cause this was brilliant. This, this was some Shangela in season three, um, saying that she wanted country or whatever so bad oh, yeah. so that, uh, mm-hmm. Carmen would give her the, the genre of music to do. Like, this was, this was big brain plays and I loved it. Um, I think that this was really smart for Willow too, because as we learn from Willow ahead of time, you know, this, she's not one that's just going to go on the stage and like, you know, dance and all that kind of stuff. She's going to go and put on a really interesting, uh, more emotive kind of performance. Right. And so when you looked at the songs, like you're not going to do that to radio, you're not going to do that. Um, to, uh, love don't cost a thing. Like you're going to have to, really think about so i thought she could either do the en vogue song or she could go uh luther vandross immediately when i was looking at the the list of songs and so i think that even if it had gone the en vogue way i think she would have done well too Mm -hmm. well the the other thing i think that's interesting about this lip sync was to talk about bosco because i think willow was obviously like very in the zone very much knew what she wanted to do this is gonna sound so mean but like bosco's movements are just so not smooth. Mm-mm. I feel like Bosco reminds me, like, she's so... Maybe it's because she's so skinny. There's mm. something just, like, very, like... About her movement. It was wasn't until the very last lip sync where I felt like she actually had a little bit of... And maybe it's because yeah. she was in her head. Like, I don't know. Because it just, like, it felt awkward. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, it just wasn't fluid. It's just yeah. she doesn't have like a groove to her and that mm-hmm. I mean groove. never too much is like really not I mean I think she kind of did what Jasmine did with respect. It was just mm-hmm. like this is not the type of song for you to be the showgirl. This is really about like being in the jam. Like dun 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 dun. Like it's very you got to sit in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um I think that Willow definitely definitely sat in the groove a lot more than she did. I still worry a little bit about Willow because mm-hmm. this is a great song to do that, which she did, but like eventually there will be a more showy number that you have to do. And I'm like, well, Willow, no. like you, you kind of lucked out this time. Right. But well, we in the finale, if you make it to the <laughs> finale and you're supposed to do like a lip sync for your life type deal, what then girl? So I'm uh, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she's, you know, revving up to it. She doesn't want to, and she's already mentioned how about how she doesn't like to show how competitive she is. Maybe this is all part of her plan where she's like, I'm not going to give you everything. It's like, this was like the opening look version mm-hmm. of her lip sync or mm-hmm. the lip sync version of her opening look. And so she's going right. to come back out on stage in the finale and just give it to us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, I think even though Willow wasn't like, I don't think that Willow slayed this house down boots. I don't think she did that at all, but I definitely think that she, gave she sold the number 
much more effectively than Bosco did. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So then this is the last lip sync of the first round. Angeria, Georges, and Lady Camden are left. So all three of them are going to lip sync against one another. And the way that the song choice is, is that uh, it is a ball pull <laughs> to see which queen is going to pick the song. Georges ends up getting to select the song. And so shocking to most of the queens in Untucked, she picks Radio by Beyonce, which I didn't think was that much of a shocking choice. But They're like she's gonna choose J Lo. She <laughs> looks like J Lo. And I was just like <laughs> I was like, are we are we almost bordering on a microaggression here? <laughs> like, she's like, she, but, but she does love J Lo though, right? She Wasn't does, that like she a does. part of yeah, the that was- that was what was funny. They were like, oh, yeah, she's Latin. She's going to choose the Latin one. But even though she does do the gym, it was just funny. So when they said radio, they're like, oh, it's so shocking. I was like, it, it's not. It's a high energy song. Yeah. She's a high energy performer. That's actually mm-hmm. the one I thought she'd do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could have done either or. Like, yeah, it absolutely. Really didn't matter. It would have yeah. been uh, what would have been a shock is if she was like, yeah, let's do invoke. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. That would have been a choice. No. So they do Beyonce. And uh, I will say the three person lip syncs are very difficult to watch. Yeah. I mean, Beth, the cinematography expert over here, I, I will say I was personally overstimulated, but how do you think they handled the three person lip sync? So what was difficult with the three person one is because all three were doing the most that it's yeah. hard to like have <laughs> for a song like that. Now imagine right. if they had done the Luther Vandross song that like slowed down, it would have been much easier. But when you have a high octane kind of lip sync going on, you have three incredible performers. It's like impossible. So yeah, it was definitely overstimulating, but even with like the wide shots and the angled shots that they had, um, I, I still got to see what was going on. Lady Camden seemed to be really out of that lip sync to me. Like while she Mm -hmm. was doing a good job, it it seemed like she wasn't fully in it to me. Like you could tell that she was like, what should I do now? Um, Whereas I felt like Angeria and Georges were really strong in it Um, with Georges for me also being the clear winner of that. um, Mm -hmm. She just kind of commanded the stage wherever she was. Like my eyes went to where she was, even though I had like, in Lady Camden's own words, a pink skunk in front of me. Um, and I also had Ingeria, um, you know, trying to get in front of people and such too. So it was a chaotic lip sync. I also love how many threesome jokes they made. I love threesomes, but this is the first time I'm doing it on stage. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you gotta work. <laughs> well, Amon, did this do Beyonce justice for you? It was fine. I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, George's, George's does what George's does. I, uh, I, I don't think that this was like slayage. Um, but, and I think part of that is because of the fact that it was sort of hard to like look at all three of them at the same time, just like trying to, you know, it, and it, it was clear to me that the producers were trying or the editors rather were trying to, um, show the highlights of each one of their lip syncs because there was a cool thing that Lady Camden did towards like the bridge and there was a, a cool thing that George did kind of pretty much all throughout and then every time that uh, Angeria would like do like a, a dip or something like that or like go down onto the, onto the ground they were trying to show everybody at their best moment so mm-hmm. I, I think um, I think that worked but I think it was hard to judge so I'll take the words for it that George just won 
<laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I I was like, I have no clue. I feel like probably not Lady Camden just based on the editing, but like I they could have given it to anybody and I would have been like, yeah, I'm sure that's justified. Just because I thought that all of them did fabulous. I, Angeria yeah. really impressed me as well. I think mostly because mm-hmm. we've never seen her in that type of performative context before. Whereas Lady Camden, we have seen lip sync for the win and we've seen George's lip sync before as well. So that was kind of exciting. So I almost like part of just shock wanted to give it to Angeria of like yeah. oh wow like yeah, yeah this is so fun I and love then this. oh darn we'd have to see Georgia's lip sync again <laughs> right <what> I mean? <laughs> um but uh but yeah so Georgia's went done. here uh, they might have, yeah, just to see her lip sync. RuPaul loves to see her lip sync. So mm-hmm. the the other Georgia's thing is the punching the ghost. I love that yeah. he got Do the Georgia's do the Georgia's do the Georgia's <laughs> <laughs> so now next time I'm at the club, I think I'm going to do the uh, punching the ghost <laughs> the other moment from this lip sync that uh, didn't happen is when you had the one dip two dip and then it gets the lady cam and they're like eh oh. yeah. <laughs> she didn't do it but uh, some of the commentary from the queens were killing me especially now that you still ha- now you have like solidly three queens in the back you have Daya Willow and Deja mm-hmm. and so that's it also I just, side note Poor Deja had to get up in drags to do not a damn thing. I would have just sat there with my with my robe and my slippers and right? my drinks and been enjoying the show. I like was hoping that they would do that for her. They would like have like her set up in the uh, in the in the workroom all mm-hmm. by herself, all sorts of drinks, maybe some hors d'oeuvres or something. A pit crew member fanning her. Like I would have lived for that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> now I will say this portion though, she did mention a little too many times. So she was like, "Oh, must suck to you be you." Got- I didn't have to wait. All of us. I'm not part of. Like it got to a yeah. point where I was like. Okay, it's, it's yeah. getting a lot, Deja. <laughs> I think there was a one mention and uh, like a few mentions in Untucked where it was like, we get it. Like, yeah, you yeah. can be happy, but at the same time, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> normally, it, but I did like the summer. It was like, normally it'd be annoying, but you yes. know, it's, it's Deja. She has been working hard, so whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was robbed once before, so I'll True. Mm-hmm. She should have had two wins in a row. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is the end of the first round. Georges is safe. So she is able to go back into the workroom to watch the rest of the lip syncs. And we're moving on to round two. So the fates pick Lady Camden as the first lip syncer for round two. And Lady Camden picks Bosco. And Bosco then picks in Vogue. Don't let go. So, uh, Beth, I don't know why I was like shocked by this, but also I guess not. I think she saw Bosco lip sync the first round and was like, I'm going to pick Bosco for the second round. I think she's also looking at the song choices still up there, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so similar, we don't get the, the outward strategy that Willow had, but I think if you are, um, trying to decide which lip sync you're going to do, uh, between JLo and and Vogue, I think you're probably thinking Bosco's more likely to do in Vogue. And that if you chose Angeria or Jasmine was definitely going to choose Love Don't Cost a Thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I think you just have to play the game of like, who's going to play the song that you're wanting to do? And she just, right. she literally just finished a higher energy one and was probably looking to emote more. Um, so that was, Maybe I'm giving her way too much credit, but I don't think so. She she com- comes across to me as somebody who thinks about this kind of stuff. So 
I think that's what the thought process is. And I think the bonus was that she felt like mm, Bosco might be in her head. And, and you could tell that she felt bad about choosing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she also potentially wanted to do a little shadiness of like making Angeria and Jasmine, who clearly have this close relationship, like, uh, like have to lip sync against each other, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I liked that Lady Camden was like, I look like Sonic the Hedgehog's bitch girlfriend. <laughs> I was dying at that. Because <laughs> she did. Yeah, it's so she funny. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Amon, but for me, I think Lady Camden's performance here was probably one of my favorite of the whole night. I just felt like she totally got the assignment and just totally fell into the rhythm of the song. I think so, too. I think she really really did not want to go home and i felt i felt all of that like in that performance um and just like sort of seeing her like sort of break down when she gets into the workroom later on i was like oh yeah like you this put the fear of god in a lot of these queens i think Mm -hmm. um and so it's sort of nice sometimes to see them really 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 push for it and i think uh yeah i think once again I, i guess bosco just does not have a groove quite yet like it's Still, it's just not there. It was definitely better. I think I agree with you, Liana. She gets better as the night goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that Lady Camden really just took one over on this one. What I'm gathering about Bosco is that she's somebody who's we we keep hearing in her head or whatever like that. And I think that that can mean so many things. I think that she's somebody who's very type A and likes to have things planned out. So when she has, even if she knows she's about to do an improv challenge, she has a sense of what she's going to be doing. This was so much of a high pressure, not knowing what's going to happen situation with things that were out of her control that I think that that really messed up her ability to feel confident in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that that was her biggest issue for this because clearly when she gets to the last lip sync, okay, now there's no mystery left. You either stay in the competition or you don't go out there and do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like she's somebody that when it's a do or die situation also helps her, but knowing that, Oh, there's still the safety net of yeah, another lip sync underneath you that mixed up with not having a lot of confidence. It's a recipe for not really getting into the feeling of the song. Yeah. That's definitely possible because I yeah, it was still a little sharp and awkward the the movements here yeah. for the song, which again is something that you really need to just sit in the song. So Yeah. But look, uh I felt like the, so, you know, the last lip sync, we all know Bosco versus Jasmine. I was like, this is going one of two ways. I was like, either Bosco is getting sent home, but it has the gold chocolate bar or Jasmine is actually going home. And based on the fact that Jasmine was clearly crying in the confessionals, I was like, oh, OK, so Jasmine goes home. So I didn't feel like so nervous for Bosco because I did feel like it would be such a shame to lose her here uh, yeah. from this episode. So at least I don't have to, like, deal with that feeling. So... <laughs> I did think it was funny the moment where the queens were like, why is she crying? Talking to Jasmine because she was walking to the back of the stage. And in my head, I was going, she's probably crying because she realizes now it's like hit her. She's like Kato in the Hunger Games where it's hit him. Like, oh, this is all for entertainment just for my demise to happen here. And it's like, you know, 
Oh my God. Yeah. So the final lip sync is Angeria versus Jasmine Kennedy. So Lady Camden wins. Okay. We got that. Bosco is going to the final lip sync, but this, the last lip sync of the second round is Angeria versus Jasmine. And it was that cut because it was the cut right before commercials where you see Diabetti being, why is she crying? And I was yeah. like, I know exactly what she's talking about based on that tone. I yeah, was like, she's exactly. talking about Jasmine Kennedy and it's not even a question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a, she would never say that about Angeria. Yeah, never. Not Bosco. And she's not, definitely so. not going to say that about Bosco. So we all been knew it was going to be. A yeah, I like. Look, I I think that diabetes is hilarious. I, I know that people are like, sort of like, oh my gosh, she's so rude. She's like always complaining. I was like, I don't think that anything that she has said has been wrong so far. Like you're in the competition. It's been eight queens in the competition for three thousand years. Like mm-hmm. it's time to send somebody home. And mm-hmm. I also understand, like, I mean, the whole like argument of argument about like no offense. Like Jasmine's like, oh, why do you say no offense when you're about to offend somebody? It's like I don't think that what she said was offensive. What she said was a fact, and she said no offense because she wasn't trying to be like bitch or in the bottom. She wasn't trying to say like you know. She wasn't trying to rub it in. She was just saying like, look, I'm frustrated because there have been queens such as yourself, no offense, that have mm-hmm. been in the bottom, and it's frustrating that you're still here. And you're getting effectively another shot. And I'm kind of worried that, you know, once that shot is over, that means that the rest of us won't get that again. And so, like, it's just frustrating. And I I think that my point for this, though, is, girl, you got a shot already. Like, Daya already came back into the competition. So, like, it's so funny for her to be frustrated about. Like, I understand why she's frustrated. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. But I'm also like, you remember when you went home in the first episode and were given the chance to come back? And effectively, you were that person that came back and like made the numbers lessened again. Yeah. So let's, let's do that. But I also think for me, I'm totally with you, Iman. I actually don't have that big of an issue with diabetes. I had more of an issue with her in this episode, um, before the lip syncing and such began with how she was going after Jasmine. I just think it's sometimes the way in which she's saying things. And I love and appreciate people who just say what's on their mind. Um, cause I think that that's really important. We have a lot of us, my, I'm, I'm horrible at saying what's mm-hmm. on my mind. Um, cause I always want to make sure it's crafted in a way that's not going to offend other people. So there's something that's nice about that. But I do think that there's a way to go about it. Like even the way that in the tone that you just said it, Aman, was infinitely better than the way she's going. I'm upset because no one's going home and no offense. You're the reason, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that is inherently different of a tone than what you just did. And if she had done it with your tone, it would have been infinitely better. But the mm-hmm. point is, is that she comes across like, I'm complaining because you're still here and you should have gone home. Is like how that comes across. I mean, like we said, the more and more that the queens react to this, the more and more the producers are going to do it. Like, <laughs> exactly. We totally. saw this, we've been seeing it every season so far. I think it started back in season 10 when. They had the double Shantae with, uh, I think it was like Cameron and Eureka and Aquaria was just like, what the fuck? And then Asia O'Hara had to get in her ass about it. Like, oh, yeah. no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Cause like, so like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's reality TV gold to have totally. these, put them through the, the ringer. Um, thinking that someone's going to go and then no one ever goes. So, mm-hmm. and now that this ep- this season is probably going to be 16 episodes because VH1 is going to get their ad dollars if they're, you know, if it's the last thing that they do. Probably going to happen next year. So, season 14 or season 15, 16, get over it now. Like just just get over it now. 
I can't wait for the uh, 20 queens that are going to be on the 32 episode season of season 15. (laughs) Just ingratiate yourself so much to the judges so that you can just make sure that you are the queen that benefits from it if it happens to you. Exactly. Yeah. Make yourself a storyline. Fight with somebody. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ideally a front runner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Oh, speaking of somebody that's chic, that could come back, that we were joking oh. could like, potentially benefit from like breaking their leg. Apparently, Cornbread's not coming back next season. Yes, yes. I saw that. So I don't know 100% what the deal is because I saw sort of multiple things on this. So the first tweet that I saw was that it was her saying that it wasn't her choice. Right. Um, And then I saw an article that was like, she's choosing to focus on her transition. So I don't know what the truth is there about why she's not coming back. But the speculation on the street that I've heard is that the contract that she signed is not with Voss Entertainment, which is the World of Wonder Entertainment company, whereas all the other queens signed with Voss, apparently. Mm. So I don't know if like that's related to it, but that seems to be at least one of the theories. But yeah, I mean, like Amon mentioned, it seems like Cornbread will not be back on season 15 or, I or think the All next Stars. All-Stars. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. we already so know that the next All Stars is all winner. So it's like, whatever. well, yeah. So like a Voss contract that they the Queens would have to sign after the season though, right? Like it seems yeah. weird that that would be a requirement to get on the show and she didn't do it and she still ended up on the show. Yeah, so like, I don't is it like a thing? Is it like a pipeline thing where like all the queens automatically when they get off the show, they sign the contract saying, I will participate in like these Voss events if I'm if I if I happen to be like a popular queen from the show so that Voss can make all of this money while Wonder can make all these money off these queens. And if you choose to yeah. opt out, then that sort of like affects your standing and coming back. So I think what it also has to do with too is that every single one of the queens from season 14 is going on tour for the season 14 tour and it's mm-hmm. a boss tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. I think that, but this is relatively new. I think that it's like out of the, the pandemic because traditionally there were like two or three different kinds of managements that you would go to if you were a drag queen, right? right. With boss being uh, one of the bigger event ones that you could be signed with. And normally it was with like, is it PEG or something like that that would normally worked with Voss? Because um, I think his name is Brandon Voss, who runs Voss Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So is, Voss, I don't think, did any signing of Queens. I think that they just partnered with PEG, who did like a lot of the um, 
the drag race girls stuff. And so like you either yeah. did them or you did like Murray and Peter or whatever. Um, and I think that there's just been so many issues with Murray and Peter. This is all my speculation. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's been so many issues with Murray and Peter, both in terms yeah. of treating the Queens well and like issues with the audiences and like all that kind of stuff that I think that they just were like, we're going to streamline over here. And I'm assuming Voss probably partnered with world of wonder, which makes sense from right. a business decision, but also just streamlines profits again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I have a hard time believing that's the only reason I have to assume. I, I wonder if she broke something in her contract. Um, like that's probably what I'm thinking. I mean, now it yeah. makes much more sense why they didn't like, why there was not like a, a thing from Rue saying you have an open invitation to come back. Right. Like they just kind of glossed right over it. So also guess it's finally just, you know, coming to light now. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. I'm hoping that ultimately this is the best decision for her. Right. Yeah. I mean, clearly it seemed like she had at least some agency in making the decision. So I think that there's a reason why she didn't do what she did. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to give benefit of the doubt to the situation that this is, right. although I'm sad that we won't see her back on track race. I'm hoping that this is ultimately the best decision for her. So like, okay, yes, I will learn to be at peace with that. So, and she's going to be in that, um, drag version of Hocus Pocus, um, mm. playing, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ginger Minj is going to, um, be at the, I'm, their names are all coming out of my head. So she, <laughs> Uh, Kamora Hall is the Sarah Jessica Parker character. Um, uh, I think she's the Kathy, is it Kathy Najimy or, or how do you say her last name? Najemi? I forget her uh, name. Yeah. Uh, so she, Kathy, um, Najemi. So I think she's, um, that role. And then Ginger Minge is the Bette Midler role. So, um, why can't I think of their names? This is because it's March. Ginger joins Hoga, Ginger Minge joins Hocus Pocus 2 as the drag version of Bette Midler. Um, Winfred, Winifred, San, Winifred right. Sanderson is the yes. the Sanderson system. See, this is yes. it's because it's March and it's not hocus pocus season. That's why I'm not able to. <laughs> you know, it. as yeah. much of a Disney person I am, as I am, I saw hocus pocus for the first time like Halloween season two years ago. Really, I saw yeah. it for the first time four years ago, and I was like, when they, sorry, spoiler alert with me, but it's been out for a long time, so whatever. <laughs> when they. <laughs> when they killed the little girl at the beginning, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is dark. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I'm like shocked my parents let me watch as a kid now, like as an adult thinking about it. I'm like, hmm, I also like the that. whole idea that they're like, a virgin has to light the kid. I'm like, they're kids. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the moment right here. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. All right. Okay. Uh blah 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 blah. Lots of things. Cornbread, hocus pocus, lip syncs. Yes. Okay. Less Where were sync. we? So all right. Well let's um let's quickly talk about Angeria versus Jasmine. Um so oh, yeah. this is the that. second to last lip sync. Love don't cost a thing by J Lo. Um I just Jasmine is like missing words. <laughs> Jasmine missed words, but I I don't understand the praise that the Queens were saying for Angeria though. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. They were like, oh, she's really owning the stage. I'm like, she looked timid to me in comparison to the energy that Jasmine was giving. Like, it didn't even emote like that the way that I would want her to. I just kind of, it was weird. It was just, I guess at the end of the day, do you go for the person who knew all the words, but mm-hmm. killed it in every other way? Or do you go for the person who, I don't know. I just, it... 
for me, it was a 50 50 toss up. Yeah. I think so too. It just, it just, it felt like, okay, we're going, we're going, we're not going to send Nigeria home. We refuse to do so. We're going to send right. Jasmine back to the bottom. Yeah. Like, then why didn't you just eliminate her last week? Yeah. <laughs> I will say if she had gotten all the words, I think that there's no way Nigeria would have won that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. At some I, uh, point you can't, you can't rig it when the Queens just like kill it. You know, I mean, you still mm-hmm. can't cause we've seen it happen before, but. but the yeah it was funny because it was almost like when diabetti was like i don't know you got to give props to jasmine i was like jasmine's losing (laughs) like i don't know why in my head those two things equated (laughs) (laughs) well think about it this way right are they really about to put the two two two-time winners in the bottom two yeah, no, I, no, no. Like, or the chocolate bar comes into play, which correct. I was, that was also part of, I mean, I thought that that was a legitimate possibility. That's why when I was thinking, even when it was Bosco versus Jasmine, and I was like, well, if Bosco's in the bottom, I'm telling you that is a golden chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that doesn't end up happening because which Andrea wins. Still here. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Okay, I'm on. We'll get through this together. <laughs> All right, final lip sync. Bosco oh, versus Jasmine. Diana Ross swept away. I felt like this is where Bosco really fell into her her moment. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Jasmine did the same thing that she was kind of plagued with the whole night. And Beth, as you mentioned, the whole... I'm going to go campy on this. Okay. The choice. What? <laughs> but also it's like it was like if you're gonna do camp go full camp but also why would you go camp to diana ross it yeah. was just like multiple things that just kind of but also work. i don't think that she realized that her camp didn't even look any different than like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, exactly <laughs> oh man uh, so yeah Bosco was sexy though i was no. i was like when she did that one move with her her legs like up in the air and like the, the i was like i feel thing yeah mm-hmm. i was like can you can you do that again and then yeah. like do it again but it, like an, an even slower motion and then will you do it like a third time i was like ah oh, man i there were so many moves there the one move we didn't talk about which dia gives her props for in the angeria jasmine lip sync is that one where she's like a perfectly like bent over and then does like this like hip thrust thing mm-hmm. that i was like impressed with that by jasmine as well um but i don't know i just i will say this lip sync altogether, I felt like both Jasmine and Bosco did a good job. Bosco definitely edged out, but I think it was probably the sexy. best one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, definitely. yeah, for, especially from for both queens to perform, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, boots the house down. Like I did feel like this was the one that kind of, which was great. I mean, the, for the last lip sync of the night, and also you know there was no song choice; it was just the song that was assigned to them. So mm-hmm. I felt like this was kind of a great culmination of the night, and you know, yeah. <sighs> Like yeah, Jasmine did a great job, but like I was so ready to see her. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so mean. That's, but but like, okay, but now you just so, you sound like every girl in the Untucked, where they're like, you know what? We're all sad, but we're not. We're not sad. Jasmine's gone because it was her time. Like I just like everyone's yeah. just like, all right, it's gone. Bye. Woo. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was it was time. She I mean, over, overstay the welcome. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because this was her. This is her track record. Okay. Safe, 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 safe. Cool. Bottom, safe. Bottom, bottom, bottom. Eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> it was time, you know? Oh, yeah. man. 
Bosco, take it on out to pasture. Bosco was just so sexy, though. Even when she was like lying on the ground, like I just, I was like fully crushing on on Bosco at this lip sync. I just like Bosco, if you're listening, holy shit, girl, that was hot. <laughs> I like how she so reused hot. her nun outfit, also. Yes. <laughs> Queen of recycling. Yeah, sustainability. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that does it. We did it. We got through the lip sync Lollapurooza Smackdown extravaganza. We Shoot. finally had a queen go home in the month of March. <laughs> so we can now say <laughs> that a queen has gone home. And it seems like next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming with, I believe, a Rusical. From what I can tell, mm-hmm. it is the Moulin Rouge, which mm-hmm. I love Moulin Rouge. That Boz Lerman, like the, his whole trilogy is like a just outstanding Strictly Ballroom, Romeo plus Juliet, and Moulin Rouge. So I am getting my hopes up way too high and I'm ready to be disappointed next week. <laughs> but uh, all right. I think that does it for us. Amon, Beth, is there anything else you guys want to address from this episode before we close things out? Nope. I'm just uh, waiting on that chocolate bar or that golden bar. That's all I'm waiting on at this point. See what happens. Oh man. Yup. Yup. I hope it's next week so we can say in the month of March only one queen went home. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Okay. So, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. So next week, the 25th, that is the last episode of Drag Race in the month of, month of March. So if that happens, one queen will have gone home in the whole month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. no offense, but I hope that happens. <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. So, Amon, what do you have going on and where can people find you on social media? You can follow me everywhere at Amon Adwin, uh, over at RHAP, covering uh, BB Can 10. Still got the choir room with Malagori. Um, and that's it for now. All right. And Beth, what about you? Uh, you can catch me um, at Augusta Wind 11 on all my social medias. Um, I'm also still doing Hot Mess Moments with Dylan Zayner and uh, my weekly meltdown with Allison Kelly and Tyler Lyons. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, podcasting about the mass singer with Puya. Um, just covered episode two. So that is a whole mess in and of itself. And of course, doing the RHAP B&B with Mike Bloom, we had guest Jordan Kalish join us to talk about everything with the fun phrases and played some really fun <laughs> games, including one all about survivor misconnections. So I highly recommend you check that out if you're a survivor fan. All right. So if you are a drag race fan, you can leave your ratings and reviews for us on iTunes. Go to robhaswebsite.com slash drag race to do that. We really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And uh, thank you, Scott, for all your help behind the scenes getting this podcast put together. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.